Welcome and thanks for listening to the Community Christian Church Podcast. To learn more about Community Christian Church, visit us online at cccsterling.org. Today's message comes from Pastor Tony Rio. Once again, good morning. Welcome to Community Christian Church. So great to have you with us. As Pastor Dave mentioned just a little earlier, today is Give Back Sunday. And if this is the first that you're hearing about it, what we're trying to do today is raise a little bit of money for missions and outreach. And if you're here today and you didn't know you were going to be asked to give any money, you hit the jackpot. And so uh, I'm going to just ask that you uh, sit back and enjoy yourself because this is not a hard sell. We are simply going to ask you in a very sincere way to get involved with our mission support. And this is something that we've been doing now as a church uh, for the last 10 years. We typically do it in May. We've called it Mission Sunday. But last year, because of the pandemic, we canceled the May Mission Sunday plan and we went with the Give Back November. And check it out, it was highly successful. So they say never change a winning hand. We brought it back, and we're going to do it again this, this year. And in just a few minutes, we're going to receive that offering and ask you to help us raise $100,000. That's the goal. It's been the goal, uh, the goal for the, the same for the last number of years. We're going to ask you to help us raise that amount of money with a generous year-end gift. And I'll be telling you uh, all the details in just a few moments. But first... Uh, we're in the middle of our November series entitled Dream Church. Can I get you to say that? Dream Church. Uh, now, we didn't say perfect church because there's no such thing as a perfect church. Perfect churches would have to be made up of perfect people and perfect pastors, and they don't exist. And so Dream Church is all about having a church that we all love and one that's pleasing to God. And so as we begin this morning with lesson number two of this series, what I want to do is quote the last words that Jesus spoke to his disciples before he left planet earth and went back to his throne in heaven. These words are recorded in the gospel of Mark, Mark chapter 16, verses 15 through 20. I'm not going to read all of the verses. He, that would be Jesus, said to them, go into all the world not just your world, you know, the place where you live or the place where you work and, and, and play, but go into all the world and preach the good news to all creation. Jesus said, I want you to preach to everyone. And after the Lord Jesus had spoken to them, after he gave them these instructions, he was taken up, airlifted into heaven, and he sat at the right hand of God and then the disciples went out and preached everywhere. And the Lord worked with them. Do you see that? The Lord worked with them. And the Lord confirmed his word by the signs that accompanied it. And so the disciples, they listened to the instructions of Jesus. They went out and they spread the good news. And people responded. Amen. People believed. People got saved. And lives were changed. That's how it's supposed to work. And so again, this passage here in Mark, also recorded in the Gospel of Matthew and in the book of Acts, it contains 
the final words that Jesus spoke to his disciples. The very last instructions that he gave to them. And keep in mind, during his earthly ministry, Jesus taught his disciples many life lessons. For three and a half years, he expounded on the scriptures. He opened their blind eyes, spiritually blind eyes, to the word of God. And he imparted essential truth to them. And so with regard to this last request, what we just read in the Gospel of Mark, oftentimes referred to as the Great Commission, how important do you think this was? Like on a scale of 1 to 10, 10 being the highest, what number of importance or urgency would you assign to these instructions? A 10, yeah, 11. Friends, this was absolutely paramount. This mandate given to the disciples and to us really in Mark chapter 16 is the one and only way God's ultimate plan of salvation would ever thrive in the earth. The only way. And so I would say it's pretty important. Can you imagine? If Jesus went to the cross, if he came to planet earth saying that my whole mission is to die on the cross for the sins of the world, and he went to the cross, and he experienced that horrific death on the cross for our redemption, paid full price with his own life, shed his own blood, was buried, Three days later was raised to life again. Can you imagine if Jesus subjected himself to all of that suffering and there was no one to tell his story? Friend, that would be an epic failure in any generation or any time frame. And so now that I've established that the Great Commission, again, what we just read about here in Mark chapter 16, is significant... Now that I've duly made sure that you understand just how important it is, I have a second question for you. When Jesus said to his disciples, I want you to go out into all the world and to preach the good news, what did that mean? What was that all about? How would we define the two-word phrase, Good news. Well, in the Greek, it means the story of Jesus. That's all it means. Jesus said to his disciples, I want you to go into all the world and tell my story. In fact, Mark uses the exact same Greek word, translated good news, at the very beginning of his letter or of his gospel, very first verse, very first chapter, Mark 1.1, he said, this is the good news of Jesus. What I'm writing to you in this letter, Mark said, what I'm giving to you is the narrative of Jesus. It's the story of Jesus. It's his good news. And so Jesus basically said to his disciples, before he left planet earth, he gave them his last instructions, made his way back into heaven. He said, I want you to go, and everywhere you go, I want you to tell my story. I want everyone to hear about me. Amen. 
Again, that's pretty important. That same assignment has been passed along to the church. And when the disciples heard this, they got it. They understood it. And so what they did, and you can read all about this in the book of Acts, is they went everywhere highlighting, showcasing, and featuring the life and ministry of Jesus. Everywhere they went, they talked about Jesus, not themselves. They expressed to the people that they came in contact who Jesus was. They told his story. And sometimes they presented Jesus as Messiah, Savior, and King, because that's who he is. Sometimes he was healer and deliverer and prince of peace. Other times they pointed to Jesus and said, he's the good shepherd. And he walks with us no matter what we're facing. He relieves us of all of our burdens. He takes away our fear. He will never leave us or forsake us. That's the story of Jesus. And everywhere they went, in obedience to his instructions, the disciples told his story. The good news. Now, I don't want anyone to misquote me here. Yes, the resurrection of Jesus Christ from the dead is a critical piece of the good news puzzle. I'm going to say that again. The resurrection is, an, is a critical, it's an important piece of the good news puzzle, but I want you to know there's more to his story, there's more to Jesus' story than just the events of Good Friday and Easter Sunday. Did you know that? Amen. That's not the whole story. Again, the resurrection is what sets Christianity apart from all the rest, but we have been commissioned to tell the entire story, to relate to people all of what Jesus did, the entire narrative. And as the church of Jesus Christ, we cannot undermine his message, Jesus' message concerning the poor, because it too is a critical piece of the good news puzzle. In fact, Jesus made it crystal clear And he said to us, insomuch as you have done these things to the least of these, my brothers, it's like you've done it to me. He said, however you treat other people, however you act toward others, it's pretty much the same way that you're acting toward me, whether good or bad, kind or unkind. And then do you remember how Jesus introduced his ministry in the first place? It's recorded in Luke chapter 4. Jesus said, the spirit of the Lord is upon me because he has anointed me to do what? To preach good news to the poor. Read the scriptures. Follow Jesus around for a day and you'll discover in a hurry he had a huge heart for the poor and for the needy. In fact, even his half-brother James, the one who at first disowned Jesus, thought he was out of his mind, Later on, he got converted, and he picked up on this very same conviction. And in James chapter 2 and verse 
15, 15 and 16, he said, this is James, suppose a brother or a sister is without clothes and daily food. If one of you says to them, go in peace, keep warm and well fed, in other words, I'm praying for you, but does nothing about their physical needs, what good is it? In other words, what value is the good news of the gospel if we say all of the right things, but we don't affirm it with compassion and kindness and generosity? I'm going to say one more thing, and then we're going to move on here. This is my quote. I wrote this. The blessing of God does not come just to improve our standard of living. His greatest blessing is fully designed to increase our level of giving. I'll say it one more time. Because you just missed your opportunity to say amen, but Candy, I, I appreciate <laughs> that she did. She's right on top of stuff. You know, we think the blessing of God is always for us. And we get all excited when we are blessed, and we should be. But the blessing of God doesn't come just to improve our standard of living. His greatest blessing is fully designed to increase our level of giving. And in the kingdom of God, true prosperity is not about how much stuff we have, what we own, what we can gather, what we collect in this life. Prosperity is how much we're willing to share with the people who are in need. And generosity is the epitome of good news. Okay, just before we receive our offering this morning, what I want to do is take just a couple of minutes and I want to update you on some of the missionary efforts that we're involved in currently. I want to tell you about what we've been doing as a church for the last 11 months. Uh, now, this is not an exhaustive list that I'm going to present to you uh, this morning. I'm not going to talk about all of our missions. If you'd like more information, you can go to our website and you can click on the mission page. We're going to start with the Community Christian Church Food Pantry. And we have a video to show you. In case you don't know or you didn't recognize it, the food pantry is located in the back of our parking lot. And it's been around for 12 years, since 2009. Uh, Bill Kelstrom and I uh, put a plan together um, for the pantry at that time. And as you well know, uh, Bill went home to be with the Lord in January of 2020. Bill loved people so much. He was so committed to trying to help those who were in pain that he put his whole heart and soul into that pantry. And this past summer, what we did uh, in his honor is we planted a tree just outside the pantry, and I'd like to show that to you. We talk a lot about the pantry. We tell you that it's a tremendous blessing to our neighbors and to the people in our community, and I know that you get it. We talk all about it. But you know, if you never had to beg for food or worry about where your next meal's coming from, 
maybe you can't fully comprehend just how important this ministry really is. This year, when most of the other food pantries in our area were still closed because of the fear of the, of the, of the virus, we stayed open and we continued to minister uh, to between 150 and 200 families every week, just like you saw in the video. And even though we have a very devoted team of volunteers, they come every week and they are dedicated to this ministry. We want to make sure when we talk about the pantry that you understand all of the glory and all of the credit goes to God. God is the one who provides for us in miraculous ways. And he has allowed us to be the recipient of a lot of food stuff, more than I can explain to you. I mean, pallet after pallet of free food, good food. And in addition to what we can give to the people who come to us, I want you to know it's not just a handout. Our, our volunteer team, they pray over every family. They speak life into each family and they encourage them. And what we do, not only through what we say, but what we're giving, is we're preaching good news. And they're understanding it. Some have even made commitment to the Lord Jesus Christ. And so I want to thank the Lord for all that he's doing right here in our parking lot every Wednesday. It's an incredible thing that God is doing. Now this year in 2021, many local outreach ministries have been struggling to keep their doors open and meet the countless needs of hurting people. What's happened is not only has the caseload increased, but a lot of the financial support has diminished and ministries are maxed out. And you should know that Community Christian Church has been able to respond to these cries for help. We reached out to the orphan and to the widow in accordance with God's word. This past year, we were able to provide for those who are homeless. We invested in the lives of the disabled. And we gave tremendous financial support to people who were in a hopeless situation. In late summer, Grace Centers of Hope, they sent us a letter literally begging for some money. Grace Centers of Hope in Pontiac. They told us that they had countless children whose parents were suffering uh, from addiction and they did not have the means to care for their basic needs for food and clothing. So as soon as we received that letter, we responded. We sent Grace Centers of Hope $5,000. We did the same thing. This will go on for a little bit so you can hold your applause. <laughs> we did the same thing for McCrest, a homeless shelter in Macomb, $5,000. For the Abigail House, a shelter for unwed mothers, $5,000. For Dutton Farms, which is a ministry to disabled adults, $5,000. $5,000 times four, equaling $20,000 to ministries here in our own backyard. And that was just a portion of what we did. And across the board, the directors of these organizations and ministries that we were able to help, they contacted me. And in addition to wanting to express their appreciation and say thank you, 
they also wanted to know how we were able to be so generous when so many other churches had to back out. Churches that said, we wish that we were in a position to give, but unfortunately this year we are not. And immediately I was able to respond to these ministries and say, we were able to give because we have a congregation of people that are not only generous, but they have completely bought into the instructions that Jesus gave to the church when he said, I want you to go out and spread the good news to all creation, Amen. to everyone. And that kind of financial support not only takes place right here in our own community, but it also extends out globally to other parts of the earth. And so we were able to do a really good amount of giving to local communities. Again, you, you can find out more information about that on our website, or you can call the church office. We'd be glad to tell you we've, we've done so many things for so many people here in our own area in this community. We also have foreign mission partners. So let's talk about them for a little bit. I'm not sure if you know this, but Haiti is the poorest country. Right now, Haiti is the poorest country in the Western Hemisphere. And due to the government's pandemic restrictions, there has been a huge shortage of food supplies going into Haiti. Add to that a presidential assassination in July of this year, along with another 7.0 earthquake in August. Bottom line, the people of Haiti are dying of starvation. They don't have food. And once again, Community Christian Church was able to answer the call. Just a couple of weeks ago, we partnered with Rima, and we helped prepare 250,000 meals for the Haitian people. Again, investing another $5,000 into Haiti. In Haiti, we also provide monthly financial support for Kingdom Kids. Kingdom Kids is a home for orphan children. Christy Shute is the director of Kingdom Kids. Some of her family come to our church, her parents, her sister. A number of years ago, maybe two or three, Christy embarked upon another project in Haiti called the House of Hope. House of Hope is a church. It's a school building and a community center in Port-au-Prince. And if you remember, last year, following Give Back Sunday, we were able to give Christy and House of Hope a check for $10,000 to help them complete that project. And against all odds, in the middle of a worldwide pandemic, Christy Shute did the impossible. Just a couple of months ago in September, they formally opened House of Hope. It's a completed ministry. And you were a part of that. It's exciting what that girl was doing in Haiti, and we have a video. House of Hope is a big deal. Kingdom Kids and House of Hope will change the world for a bunch of people, and Community Christian Church has had a part in all that. There was nothing there. Are you understanding? We built those buildings, the church, the community center, where so many people will have a chance to hear the good news because of your generosity. 
Okay, the next mission that I want to mention is Living Water in Uganda, East Africa. Matt and Angela Catanella, along with their two young daughters, Alexis and Mariah, they have devoted themselves to raising up leaders, young leaders in Uganda that will ultimately change that country. Uganda has a very young population. And so over the past 15 years, they've been working with the youth of that country. And of course, we have a short video as well. 17 years ago, when we started in ministry, there's a very special person named Amanda who we began ministry with. And she was an integral part of us beginning youth ministry and the school program and the purity program that we did in South Africa. And she was one of the first leaders that we were able to just plant seeds in and develop and work with. And we were so excited when she reached out to us and said that she was visiting Uganda these 17 years later. And she's very special guest that we wanna to introduce to you today. Uh, I was actually volunteering to be an interpreter for some teams from the U.S. And then after that little time of uh, uh, interpreting, then Matt and Angela invited me when they started the school program. The way that she just delivered uh, the Word of God and her love for the kids is really what jumped out at us. And we really talked to the leaders there at the ministry. We said, you know, we've got to hire someone that could really be a part of this leadership team. And I think that Amanda would be a great fit with us. And Amanda went on to not only work with us during that season, but now is actually leading the program even 17 years later. To all of our partners have been a part of this work for these 17 years. We appreciate you, all your prayers and the finances that you've sown. And just look at the impact that you've made um, through all these years and in all these different countries. Um, I would like to say continue praying. Please pray that prayer is the most important thing. That's what keeps ministry going. Because without God, without prayer, without His uh, baking, what you do is for nothing. So prayer is the most important thing um, um, that you can do to support, to encourage the ministry to, to go on, as, as well as your financial support it does really make uh, a lot of change. We want to thank you guys so much for just the impact that you've been making with us all these years. And you can see that we started in South Africa and now it's touching so many other countries and nations. So thank you so much for being a part of that. We appreciate you. Happy 17th anniversary, Living Water. Thank you. Okay, one last mission that I want to highlight this morning is Mission 25 in Cambodia. Sam and Aaron Oginski are the directors of Mission 25, and right around five or six years ago, Pastor Therese and I had the opportunity to go on a mission trip with Sam and Aaron to Cambodia, and we absolutely fell in love with the Cambodian people. During the last year or so, more than any other country, Cambodia has endured tremendous sickness and death because of COVID-19. The nation as a whole is still on lockdown and it has caused some devastating problems there, including widespread job loss and economic decline. During the pandemic over the last year and a half, human sex trafficking has soared. Currently, an estimated 16 million 
children in Cambodia. 16 million are trapped in human sex trafficking and in slavery. Friend, that's tragic. And still, despite those devastating conditions, Sam and Aaron Oginski and Mission 25 have been a shining light to the people of Cambodia. They are knee-deep in the war against human sex trafficking, the cause of our generation, and we are right there in the trenches with them. And believe it or not, one of the greatest needs in Cambodia is fresh drinking water. You might not think that that's a problem because we have water any time that we want it. In Cambodia, when you drink contaminated water, you get sick and then you die. Additionally, oftentimes the women and children who go to get the water from community wells, they have to walk a great distance to get that water. Sometimes six miles, seven miles, maybe even 10 miles. And a lot of bad things can happen on the way. And we're told more times than I want to even admit or think about, women are snatched from the road, they're sexually assaulted, and children are taken. They're actually stolen on their way to get water for their families. And this bothers me. I cannot deal with stories like that. And so here's what I'd like to see happen in 2022. I'd like for Community Christian Church to start drilling water wells in Cambodia like it's going out of style. A good well, a highly functioning well costs about $2,400. And I'd like to drill in 2022 seven or eight water wells in the poorest and most destitute areas and districts in Cambodia. There are 25 um, provinces in, in Cambodia, hence Mission 25. And right now we're working with Sam and Aaron to identify uh, the provinces that need uh, the greatest help. So uh, we've come up uh, with a map. Let me show it to you. This is what we're hoping to do, is um, drill a freshwater well in these provinces. We visited uh, Prasad and uh, Phnom Penh. We were there, Teresa and I, we saw how poor those places are. And so uh, we'd like to build uh, or, or drill some wells there. Our investment of $20,000, that's it. Not a lot of money here. We'll save countless lives. And it will also help us to continue the war of human sex trafficking. And so that's our plan going forward. Uh, that's part of what this offering is all about. Again, uh, I can't get away from the instructions that Jesus gave to us. Uh, the last words he said, go tell the good news. Uh, preach the good news. And it's more than just good sounding sermons. It's meeting the physical needs, the emotional needs, the basic needs of people. All right, we're going to receive our missions offering at this time. And I just want you to know, because people ask me, uh, the entire amount of money that we raise 
today and actually all through the year, especially from now until the end of the year, all of the money that we raise, every dollar, every dime, will go towards missions. There's no administrative costs or fees, and no, I don't get it a commission or a cut, okay? I'm gonna ask you to please uh, prepare your, uh, your donation at this time. When you walked into uh, the sanctuary this morning, you should have been handed a Give Back Sunday offering envelope. If you don't have one, you can raise your hand and we'll get one to you. Uh, just keep it up for a second. I see a couple of hands here. All right, we're gonna have a closing song in just a few moments, and here's what I'm gonna ask you to do. I'm gonna ask everybody, how many? Everybody. I wanna ask everybody to get out of their seats and bring your envelope and place it in the offering basket corresponding with your section. So you come out, drop uh, your envelope in the basket and you can go back to your seat. If you're not prepared to give today, if you don't have a, an offering with you, that's fine. What I'd ask you to do is just take that envelope and write on it that either you want to make a pledge that you'll pay between now and the end of the year or that you're just standing with us, you're praying with us. And then if you've already given, I'd like you to just write down on the envelope that you've already given or that you're given online. Uh, I don't want anyone staying in their seat because I don't want anyone to feel left out. And for those of you at home and you want to participate, you should see a give button uh, somewhere on your screen. Just going to ask you to click on to that link and follow the instructions. And what we're going to do is we're just going to pray that God is going to help us meet all of the financial obligations and commitments that we have uh, for this entire calendar year. Let's pray. Father, we thank you for what you have given to us. We thank you for what we have here in this country. And oftentimes we get upset about some things and we complain about how rough life can be. But Lord, we know that across global lines, there are people who have literally nothing. And we thank you, Lord, for the honor, and, and that's how we can best describe it, the privilege of sharing some of what we have with the poorest of people. Generosity is the hallmark of Christianity. And I thank you, Lord, for depositing that gift in this congregation. This is a generous congregation of people, and we have been able to impact scores of lives for all eternity. And we all get to share in that accomplishment and achievement. Lord, this is what you meant when you said that we are to lay up treasures in heaven where there can be no corruption. And so I'm asking, Lord, for every gift here today, for all of this donation that will go, Lord, to our missions and outreach agenda, that you would multiply your blessings in a tremendous way to your people. You said you would do that, 30, 60, and 100-fold. I pray that kind of blessing that you would open, literally throw open the windows of heaven and pour out on a generous congregation. Thank you again, Lord. And we ask for your blessing on this offering. In the name of Jesus, amen. You can come starting with the front rows. Thanks again for listening to the Community Christian Church Podcast. 
For more messages like this and other resources, visit us online at cccsterling.org.